is up, everybody? How are you doing? How are you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Trees, another fantastic episode of Talking Football. Doing this on a Saturday, mixing it up. But I'm kind of glad we are because the craziness of the NFL, the March Madness season for the NFL, has been just as crazy as March Madness in itself. Go St. Peter's fighting Peacocks. You freaking love to see it. It was National Peacock Day, the day that they won. It was written in the stars, baby. Didn't stand a chance. Can't even feel. I don't even feel bad for Purdue. You probably shouldn't have won anyways against Texas. It's whatever. I'll leave in the past. We're here to talk about some football, not basketball. And like I said, March Madness, free agent season, all the trades. It's been incredible. And Teresa, we haven't been able to talk. We haven't talked about any of it. Not even a text message, just phone calls. We haven't done any Zoom calls. No, we have not talked a lick about it. Just a couple Twitter interactions, and we've just been leaving it at that. So I am very excited to hear your thoughts on all of this and kind of see what we agree on and disagree on in terms of moves, trades, and contracts that have been given over the last couple of weeks. It is going to be electric because, yes, I again, I have no idea what your thoughts are. So, I mean, let's just dive right into it. Like always, if you have listened to this show, we're going to start off with the AFC East because that's what we do. And let's just start off with the best team in the AFC East, and that is the Buffalo Bills. See what I did there? No, I so, did. Yeah, I was like, um, this guy. This is how this we're going to start the show. This guy. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, they made a few splashes, right? So, they obviously brought in Vaughn Miller. Six-year deal. $120 million contract. $51 million to guaranteed. I mean, really, this contract, like the way it's all – I mean, that night, that number sounds nice. I think they can get out of this deal after like two years. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, brought back Shaq Lawson, which I, which I thought was a good, good signing on a two-year deal. Uh, a lot of people made a big fuss about OJ Howard getting going there. Um, probably just cause he's a former first round pick, but like folks, he's just not that good. Um, yeah. He just isn't. And, and that's me coming from a dude that's wanted the Jaguars to trade for him the last like two or three years. So, I mean, <laughs> I, I, he has the upside, so I get it. And it's, it's great for them. It's great for what they do, but like Dawson Knox is a stud and he is not taking over Dawson Knox's role there. So they have that one of the huge signings, I think, um, which actually it does hurt. It does hurt afterwards. So they signed Isaiah, they signed Isaiah McKenzie back Mm -hmm. to a two year, $8 million deal. I thought that was huge. It was like Cole Beasley's out. McKenzie's going to take over. McKenzie's like, if you watched at the end of the year, like they started featuring him, jet sweeps, short yep. passes, and he started yep. becoming a huge part of that. But then they go and sign Jamison Crowder to a one-year deal, which so I'm like, ah, kind of eats away at that Isaiah McKenzie hype or excitement that I had. But I mean, again, look at them. Look at this. Look at this GM just getting continuing to get weapons for their stud quarterback in Josh Allen. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And the fact that they bring in Jameson Crowder and re-signing Isaiah McKenzie, I mean, you also re-signed Mitchell or Mitchell Schwartz, you know, Shaq Lawson, like you mentioned, Jordan Phillips along the defensive line. You can tell that some of these guys realize what's in Buffalo and they don't want to miss out on the opportunity of doing something special. You lose 13 seconds left in a game and one of the best you know, football games we've ever seen on TV, especially live. It's just, it was an amazing moment, but at the same time, it was very heartbreaking for the Buffalo Bills. And these guys realized there's something special here and I want to be a part of it. I do think Isaiah McKenzie, the excitement should still be there because remember the Bills brought in Emmanuel Sanders last year. I don't believe he's on roster anymore. So that experience and that veteran leadership is not necessarily there. And I think you're going to get it with Jameson Crowder. You don't necessarily need that when you have Stefan Diggs, 
but it's still nice to have some of these older guys in there with the mix of the younger. And also the fact that Gabriel Davis, he's two years in the league. I thought when you watch the games, it feels like he makes a huge impact. And when you look at the stats, nothing spectacular, but he always just steps up at the right moment. So I do think this mix of receivers is good for Buffalo and it gives Josh Allen more weapons and more guys that he can truly rely on instead of just, you know what I mean? us digs and then a Gabriel Davis on a big play and then Beasley underneath. This kind of keeps everything open. I do like Buffalo next year though. I'm absolutely terrified of this team. I know we're about to get into all these AFC teams here today. That's the one that's like, yeah, they're bringing everybody back and more. Yeah. Um, and it's Gabriel Davis season. I'm glad you brought him up. Like next year it is, it is him. Like it is going to be amazing. And you're right. Like, I mean, they could go four wide out and just have two amazing slot guys in, in McKenzie and in, you know, Crowder and then two amazing outside guys like they're set up. So, um, the rich stay rich, man. Like that's what, that's what it is with (laughs) Buffalo right there. So, um, let's move on to Miami. So this is where the disappointing thing of not having Dan on today's podcast is I literally had popcorn on the side of my desk and I was going to lean, I was going to go on mute and just let you two like go at it for the next like 25 minutes um, after what happened this week. So, I mean, before we get into that, let's go through some of the signings Uh, bringing in Teddy B as a backup. I mean, Teddy B didn't want to say that he was a backup role um, in his little press conference thing, but it, Obviously, that's what it's going to be. Chase Edmonds, love Chase Edmonds in this position here. Raheem Mostert is going to be amazing. And sorry if anybody can hear that. My phone is going nuts. Somebody's calling me, so that's great. Um, bringing in a couple of fullbacks, bringing in uh, Trent Sherfield uh, um, from the Niners. Um, Cedric Wilson, huge signing there. I think he's going to have a huge, huge year. Bringing back Gieski in the franchise tag. And then obviously bringing in Taron Armstead which I think is one of the better contracts this offseason. Like I thought this dude was going to be making like 23 million a year, like legit. And he comes yeah. in and it's like, it ends up being like 16 million a year. Like just like a steal, man. Like so good. Connor Williams coming in. I mean, they're just making sure that offensive line is set, right? Like they're like, Hey, yep. we're going to be a run, run heavy offense. We're going to get, get these, just these big old boys to come in and push people around for Moster and for Edmonds. So that's going to be amazing. So um, anything else you want to bring up before we get into obviously the big trade that happened? Yeah. I mean, the fact that Miami was able to bring back Emmanuel Ogba as well, you know, four years, $65 million deal. That's a huge deal for him. I mean, this is a guy who kind of bounced around for a little bit, ended up having a good season in Kansas city, I believe two seasons ago, ends up going to Miami and he's been a stud since. So good for Miami to focus on that defense. You got your left side of the offensive line figured out here with Connor Williams and turn Armstead and you get Mike Gusecki on a franchise tag year. And I feel like this is a year that we've been saying for, I think I know I have at least two or three years now is like, keep an eye on this guy. He's going to blow up. This is going to be a fantasy steal. I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. He definitely is this next season because what they brought in, which we're getting ready to discuss in Tyreek Hill is going to open up the middle of that field for like, just like it did for Travis Kelsey in Kansas city. I'm not saying Gusecki is the next Travis Kelsey or anything, but he's going to be able to get those opportunities and those open looks just like Kelsey did because of what speed on the outside is going to bring to this offense. I do like the fact that you brought back Preston Williams as well. We talked about receiving rooms being built like a basketball team. This is one hell of a basketball team for the Miami dolphins and their receiving court. You got two big receivers. You got two speedsters. You got a hell of a tight end. It's going to, it's really lookout season. And then you throw in the running backs here. Chase Edmonds, 
that's a steal in my mind. I really like watching him play running back. And you bring in Mozart, just absolute speed. Miami's going to be scary next year. And the only thing that you can really rely on or there's no more excuses for is Tua. Either you have it or you don't. Kind of like what we talked with Baker two years ago. Baker just didn't have it. It just it wasn't going like you don't have any more excuses. How do you play? Well, you look at it and go, we have all the talent here. Baker's not stepping up. We're not as good as we should be. We're not as deadly as we're supposed to be. We're about to find out right here, too, with Tua or Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback for him. Yeah, I think this team is going to be great. It's just the AFC is just fucking loaded, man. Stacked, like it's, dude. It's just stacked that, like, legit, like, I can name, like, probably 12 of the 16 teams. I can, I can legitimately argue that they are an easy playoff team. And the teams that you think are bad have the possibility to be good if things are clicking. And, like, you can say that for every team. I get it. But I think the only team that's actually going to be bad next year is the Houston Texans in the AFC. Like uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, I'm excited bad. about that. The New York Jets, we'll see what they do in the draft. They have a ton of picks. Yep, It's going to be interesting. Zach Wilson's season number two, that we usually see that two-year jump. Like, I'm excited for it. And I know we'll get into Jacksonville here in a little bit, but I'm, I kind of like what they have going on there, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it in a second. So, but, okay, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Breaking news. What day was this? Thursday? I think it was Thursday that this happened, right? Uh, Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I can't remember. Day, days just all blend together when you work from home. So, okay. So, Tyreek Hill gets traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins for an exchange for pick 29 of this year. What is it? 50? Something like that for the second round pick? 59? Something like yes. that. Sorry, I can't remember the exact number. 50, 59. It's the, it's the Miami second round pick and then um, a fourth round pick of this year. And then next year, they get a fourth and a sixth rounder. Yep. And then Miami then goes and extends Tyreek Hill to a four-year, $120 million deal with seven, just over $72 million in fully guaranteed money. Just a monster trade. And yeah. it was crazy because this thing happened in the blink of an eye. Like, if like you an were, hour. If, if you were busy for an hour... You you had no idea that this was even discussed, and then all yep. of a sudden, boom! Um, sounds like the, it was down to them and the Jets, and the Jets didn't would not even offer a first round pick, which is shocking. Like if I was the Jets, I, I get like given I would give up ten for him. Like you got to get your number one, you know, your stud quarterback something. But like if you didn't want to give up ten, like be like I'll give you 2023 first rounder. Like yeah, you know, like but they didn't. They were offered seconds and fourths and stuff like that. Miami is going to be amazing to watch like with this run, run heavy offense. And now you have Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Just my goodness, just speed everywhere. These, these play action plays are going to be deadly. People are the linebackers, cornerback safeties. They're going to bite on a run eventually. And you bite on for one step. You're, you're toast with these two on the field, like absolutely toast. Um, I will say, I think that, I don't think that two is going to like even be like top five, top 10 in passing yards, but I bet he has the most 60 yard touchdown passes this year. Oh, I mean, just like Alex Smith did, you know, yeah, towards the exactly. end of his run with Kansas City and Tyreek Kill. I completely agree with that because you're going to get those where all he has to do is throw it 20 yards because they've already beat the defender off the line and yep. then boom, they have the rest of the 40 to go. So it's going to be just incredible in Miami next year with Tyreek Hill from a Chiefs perspective when the news first broke, I thought it was because the Kansas city chiefs messed it up. Like I thought the chiefs just 
were like, absolutely not. We're not going to pay you at all. You're done. See, you can go somewhere else. And in fact, it was Kansas City wanted to make it work. They were willing to offer him $28 million a year, which would have been more than Devontae Adams and what he got in Vegas. But Tyreek, he knew he could get more. He'd already heard the numbers from Miami. And so that's when Kansas City was like, well, I mean, yeah, your agent can now just go and talk to someone and we can kind of get these trades figured out. And it did happen so quickly. And Kansas City, I do know Kansas City offered reasonable amount of money and a reasonable amount of contract to bring him back. And he, and he chose money. And at this point, to be completely honest, I don't blame him. I've had a couple of days to sit on this and really think about it. And Tyreek Hill is getting $30 million a year. Kansas city turned right around and signed a guy for $30 million contract over three years and only like 20, some of it's guaranteed. And it's like, okay, this opens the room for Kansas city to do more and add depth around the team instead of all this money focusing on one player. It it still sucks. I wanted Tyreek Hill to be there. I thought he would be forever, but it's just part of the NFL. And like I said with Tyreek, this guy is getting to do something and has something that not that every receiver dreams of. He got his money. He's already won a Super Bowl. He's been an all-pro. He's been a pro bowler. This dude, he's been on winning teams. I mean, this guy knows what success looks like. And you've been through, you've been put through the ringer. You've missed out on money. You almost pretty much lost your career. You know, it was over before it even got to start because you took a plea deal to try and save yourself. Go get your money, man. Make up money for lost time and lost efforts. Like just go live your life. You have generational wealth you're going to get for the next freaking four years of 30 million a year. Enjoy Miami. Just have fun. Who cares what you do on the field anymore? It's pretty much freaking guaranteed. I know Miami fans probably don't want to hear that or think I'm just being like, oh, he's going to go Miami and suck now. That's not it. Just in Tyreek's mind, it's like, I did it. I've fucking reached the pinnacle of what I wanted out of my career, and now I just get to have fun. Like, I'm not – you know what I mean? Like, the, it's tough to say this because, like, of course, the pressure's there and you, you have these goals. But it also at the back of your mind, it's like, hey, if we lose or we don't have a good season or my quarterback's not very good – it's fine. I'm getting paid. I've already done this. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I'm also just kind of trying to talk through it here with you as well. But it I'm very sense. happy for Tyreek, and I'm happy for Miami. The future looks very bright. I just hope Tua can stay healthy and to get the ball in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I mean, what you're saying makes sense. Um, I think Tyreek's a very, very... I don't know, competitive person that like he still wants to, he wants to like prove that he can be the guy. Oh, 100%. Whoever, right? Like, so, yep. so I get it. Um, I mean, I, and again, I, I think what Miami has done is amazing. I mean, I was on this podcast a year and a half ago now, <laughs> pounding the table for Mike McDaniel to be the Jaguars OC. Um, yep. And then all of a sudden, a year later, here he is being a, a head coach. Like I was just, you know, I, it's one of my, I'm not, I'm not right all the time, but every once in a while I, I hit some bangers and I feel like this was one of them. And I just think this team is awesome. But again, I just, I don't know if they can go super far and I hope they do. Cause I love Mike McDaniel. I love these moves, but man, I still think the Patriots are great. Obviously the bills are great. And then this AFC is just amazing. Like it's just going to be so much fun to watch. I, I can't wait for like, August to roll around when we're like doing our playoff seedings because usually we're somewhat similar. I think this year we're going to be so far off because there's so many good teams. Yeah, it's I haven't even thought that far, honestly, in terms of like division winners. It's just like if you if you make it to the Super Bowl from the AFC, you might as well just get your own fucking trophy. And yeah, I know you, you get the Lamar Hunt trophy, but like you, you ought to get, get 
I don't know, like two Lombardis this you year. Should. It's just you insane. Should. It is. So um, for people that are actually, well, who, who won the trade? Impossible to say. Impossible. You have to see who they take with these picks, right? And, and obviously yep. you have to wait a, a little bit, a couple of years to see. But like, I get like the judging after you get the picks, but you can't judge it right now, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it really it really depends, especially that first and second rounder, right? The force, I mean, it's a shot in the dark, but like the first and seconds are very, very important. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they play out. So anyways, moving on to the Jets. Jets, they've made, a, they've made some moves. I mean, they got Tomlinson, Lincoln Tomlinson from the Niners. Huge deal there. That was great. CJ uh, Uzama ended up going over there, so that's great. Signing Braxton Berrios again, uh, re-signing Tevin Coleman, re-signing both the backup quarterbacks and Joe Flacco and and Mike White. So I mean, they got some they got some guys. Oh, I you know obviously DJ Reed with him being with the Chiefs last year. I'm I'm still a big fan of him. They signed the guy I wanted most in free agency actually in Jordan Whitehead. I love Jordan Whitehead as a, as a spot safety. Um, I really, really wanted him. I was hoping that he would come to Jacksonville after, you know, their linebacker head coach end up being the Jags DC. I was hoping that he would be able to convince him. Um, just didn't happen, but um, yeah, those are some big signings for them that I think that um, they're not the sexiest things, but you want to know what the jets got better. Like that yeah. it's like plain and simple that like, they just got better. Like, and sometimes like bad teams just need this where it's like, you want to know what we don't need to focus in on like these starters being like all amazing. Wonder what, maybe it's better to improve our roster from like 30 to 53, like those spots improve those. So then when they, our starters get injured, we don't have dudes that should be like, not, in you know, the who, NFL. you know, who did this three years ago? Who's that? The Cincinnati Bengals and the offseason yes. when we talked about yes, it and they right. went and you're just right. added guys randomly to their defense and their offensive line. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anything sexy. It wasn't anything special. They weren't great players. They were just good. Okay. Players, but it gives you depth and it gives you value and it allows you to compete in games with no matter how your offense is. And then even when you look at this, you bring back Braxton. That's a, a guy who has, kind of come on strong as like a little slot receiver at some point i think over these next two years he's going to be a key a key part of any success that the jet tap that's just the god's honest truth the guy's better than i think he gets credit for just to be honest and then you bring in uzma the tight end from cincinnati i know he got injured the end of the year but i'm actually very excited about that he came on strong in big moments for them tyler conklin as well i like that um, Jordan Whitehead, the fact you're bringing that to your defense, that's your hard-hitting safety, and they still have Marcus May, correct? They didn't end up trading him or anything? Uh, no, um, Marcus. I, I think I got lost on that whole ordeal no, or situation and where it May, eventually led to. May ended up going to the Saints. Holy shit. Okay, well, uh, excuse me. I completely missed that in the mix of everything else going on. But A lot of moves. <laughs> <laughs> a ton. Jordan Whitehead, I actually like that. Like, Boom, you have that on defense. I, I think that's very exciting for them. Now just hit on everything in the draft. I brought up to Cincinnati Bengals. What were the bank? What have the Bengals done the last two years in the draft? They've nailed on nearly all their early picks. Jonah Williams was a little bit of a question mark. Kid's still good. Just need a couple years to get it figured out. In the end. Playing left tackle in the NFL is very difficult. You should try it if you think he's bad at it. That's all I have to say. But I do like what the Jets are doing. It's exciting for the future. Was there anything with the Patriots that you kind of wanted to get into or mention? Or is it just like eh, Patriots are going to Patriot? Yeah, sorry. I, I realized that I skipped over them because I was reading through the Jets. So I, I saw your confused face. So, I mean, the, the resetting James White is always big for them. I 
getting Trent Brown back, I think is good. He's, you know, he had a little bit of a down year, but I still think that he's the solid player. Bringing back Malcolm Butler out of retirement is, I think is a big <laughs> thing. Um, Devin McCourty coming back for a one-year deal. Um, trading for Mac Wilson, I thought was a good deal. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, again, it's kind of like just not the sexiest things, but like, they're just like, well, let's get our core guys back. And then I think that I think they're going to make a splash in the draft. I really do. I think that they've been way too quiet that eventually they're going to just like, they're going to shock some people this year in the draft. I think they're going to, if it's not the first year or first round, maybe they move up in the second. I don't know. But like, I think, that I mean, they, that's, I think they make a move. I don't want to cut you off here, but I mean, that's a really solid point. We thought it might be something they did last year, right? Cause they went and got everybody in the off season and free agency. They had a huge amount of selections. And then it was like, well, Hey, they might trade up and get a quarterback. Well, psych, Mac Jones just fell right in our lap. So there was no need to, but I do think that's a very solid point. Something I haven't even thought of. And when we look at new England, they're picking right there at 21, plenty of opportunity for you to move up if you want. I'm trying to look at how many draft picks they have because they usually go in with quite a bit or leave with quite a bit. I think they have seven right now. So plenty of opportunities for them to go do something and make a, a big splash. That would be exciting. Now, depending on who that is or what it is, no idea. But them getting a receiver, I think, is probably something to keep an eye on there, especially in round one. And That's I know like the key spot with wide receivers. I think like as a Jags fan, this is what sucks. Like, and, and I mean, it, honestly, even where you're at um, yeah. in 29, 30, like yep. there's going to be so many receivers from like, I don't know, 17, 18 to like 30, like in that area, those 13, like I could legit see like six of those 13 picks being wide receivers. Well, I mean, Landon Drake's probably going to go in the top 10. And then it's going to go the two Ohio State receivers, Jamison Williams from Alabama, even with the injury. Yep. Um, who am I missing? Uh, Jihad Dotson from Penn State. He's probably Dotson. going to go. Yep. Uh, your boy from North Dakota State is nah, getting some love right now. Yeah, he is. But there's someone else ahead of him that I'm skipping. Sorry, I'm just trying to think through who you No, you're good. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of good wide receivers in this class though, is what it comes down to. So, I mean, you named the Ohio state kids, yep. you named Dotson, yep. you named London Williams, Burke, Traylon Burks. Yes. Thank you. Yep. I just think some of those guys, I there's just going to be a ton of receivers taking them. One who else year. I think goes one, somebody that is. Got a ton of hype early in their career and then didn't because he got hurt. And now I think he's going to come back in and be a first rounder. George Pickens. Yep. I, I Fuck, truly like believe George Pickens becomes a first rounder. I think people are going to love his physicality and that he came back and still ran in the four fours, even though it was high four fours. But like after the a year after the ACL injury, like he, this is right when people with ACL injuries start to like they're back to themselves. Right. Yep. And so, I know I've been saying, and I've been pounding the table on Twitter and the other shows and stuff that we do here, Christian Watson to Kansas City. But George yeah. Pickens can block like no other on the outside. Yes. And Kansas City values that so much in their offense and their screen game and everything they do is like, that's why they held on to Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pingle for the extra year because they, they can block so much. And if you see any of these explosive plays in Kansas City where Travis Kelsey, you know, is dancing underneath and then breaks free or Tyreek Hill does the same thing. You're going to see number 11. You're going to see number 13 downfield ex with exceptional blocking. 
Kansas City values that so much. And so that's a guy to definitely keep an eye on, too, in the first round. And one that's been – it's kind of that little, like, gut feeling when you see things. It's like, I can see him being on the team. Like, I can see him in a Chiefs uniform. That's my thought process with it. Like, so I had the same thing with Noah Gray last year in Mobile. So that's just kind of something I've been putting a little bit more value when I see it with these guys. Yeah. I love it. Cool. Let's move on to the AFC North. Uh, let's start off with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they bring back Patrick Ricard, the uh, fullback slash tight end slash whatever you want to call him weapon. <laughs> that's just a stud like this big oh, old big dude utility. Yeah, love that. Uh, Morgan Moses bringing depth to the offensive line. Michael Pierce adding to that defensive line. And then obviously the big signing of Marcus Williams from the Saints as their safety, which is huge. Um, not a not a ton of moves for the Ravens, honestly. <laughs> like I was just no. like trying to like, how do I word this? But like not a ton of moves. But like, honestly, I think it's because the Ravens are like, we're good. Like people think we're not because we didn't make the playoffs last year. Like, besides the Titans, nobody had more injuries than us last year. Like, we just got hit by everything. And, like, I think that they're good, and I think that they're heading into it, and I think that they're just, like, one to what? Even our first-round pick last year missed the first half of the season, and, like, we're going. Our quarterback missed, you know, what, five games, I think, is what he ended up missing up when it's all said and done. Like, I think think they're just like, hey, let's just – let's just get the big, you know, the big nasties back. And like, let's just do this. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I think the Ravens, I'm never going to question the Ravens. Like no. they do what they do. And like every year you're like, damn it. I wish my team ran, <laughs> ran themselves like the way the, the Ravens ran them, run themselves. Oh, I mean, I'm right there with you. And they have pick 14 right here in the first round. Again, perfect spot for receiver. I do wonder, I do like the idea of them getting Trevor Penny. In the first round, that right tackle out of Northern Iowa, the kid is just a menace. And in my mind, I've already solidified him as a Baltimore Raven. I don't see him playing for any other team. So that's just kind of like Najee Harris with the Steelers last year. It's like, yeah, he's not going anywhere else. That's boom. That's it. They pretty much called dibs on it. Um, it is going to be interesting, though, because I don't think Baltimore's done getting free agency. Like Bobby Wagner uh, when interviewed on Friday. So I still think there's a possibility he's, po- he's signed this weekend or early next week. So definitely keep an eye on that. But I don't think Baltimore's done in terms of free agent signing. So this list will probably get bigger here in the next week or so. But moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, we all talked about how bad their offensive line was last year. I think they fixed I think they fixed it. You get Jesse Bates on a franchise tag. You brought in Hayden Hurst for a tight end. Nothing sexy there, but it's just hey, it's a name. We know it. You'd love to see it. But getting Lel Collins right there at right tackle, Alex Kappa at guard, and then you bring in a heck of a center as well in Ted Karras. You just you love to see it. You love to see the Cincinnati Bengals making the right moves and the right decision and helping this team. It's going to be tough. Now, I'm not I don't think they're competing for a Super Bowl again next year because this division is going to be very, very difficult. And I think Pittsburgh's probably taking a quarterback. I know they went to sign Mitchell Trubisky. I'm not putting any stock into that. They're going to bring out all Malik Willis about ooh, week six or seven, probably. And we're going to be like, God damn, these guys are good. Yeah, yeah. Them getting Lyle Collins is just huge for them. Um, super excited about that for them. Bummed as a Jags fan. I really wanted the Jags to trade for him. It sounds like the Jags were like deep in talk on a trade with, for him, and then it just didn't happen. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, I'm kind of with you. So I, I I don't know if I've, I've – I don't think I've told you. I told Dan this like last week that I don't, I don't want to make it seem like it's a hot take or anything, but like – I legit could see the Bengals just not making the, not even making the playoffs next year. 
No one. I mean, the team that usually loses the Super Bowl doesn't. Doesn't right? Or or yeah. they're or or if they do, they're like one and done. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. So I yeah. So that's a fair point as well. I mean, honestly, that makes me feel better that it's not so much of a hot take, <laughs> honestly, because I don't want to be that guy. But like, I, I, the AFC is just so good, and like, I think a lot of things went perfectly well for the Bengals. One hundred percent agree. Yep. So um, I'm glad you signings. had the same opinion because like I said it right after the Super Bowl. It's like, well, congratulations. You probably won't ever be on the spot again. And it, it came off like rude and emotional. I was like, oh, screw you. You just beat the Chiefs. No, it wasn't it. It's just like everything went your way. Cleveland's better. Pittsburgh's better. Baltimore's healthy. I mean, it's just it, that division is already tough enough as it is. Those games are tough and close. Also, the rest of the AFC got better, too. Like, it's it just, just got better. It's just good luck, man. I mean, same. You can say the same thing to Kansas City. Like one oh, thing goes wrong I'm for Kansas to. City. One <laughs> thing goes wrong for Kansas City, and that season's over with. It's just that's how fast it freaking happens. That's how close or how fast that window's open and shut in a matter of three years. Oh yeah, for sure. Which makes and again, I'll repeat what a thousand million bajillion people said on Twitter. That's why the twenty-year running in new england was just that much more impressive um yep. so okay let's move on to cleveland browns um trading for amari cooper huge uh franchise tagging uh nijoku great uh have fun with Taven brian Ta- like he sucks like good for you for signing him i mean it's two, one year deal five million it's it is what it is um i do like that they re-signed anthony walker i thought that was great um because they did trade away mac wilson um bringing in jacoby Brissett um to maybe be the backup like still unknown with like what's going to happen with baker because of what's the big news and that is obviously Deshaun Watson coming in. We talked about this last episode at the end of the episode, we all guessed our teams. Zero of us said <laughs> the Cleveland Browns um, as a landing spot. They just come in and just offer just ridiculous, right? Five, five year, 230 fully guaranteed money. Um, just insane. Like it's just insane. Giving up all these draft picks for him and stuff like that. Like they're making a run. I mean, we could have a whole episode talking about like Deshaun Watson, like as a whole, as a human um, and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I mean, honestly, at some point, I mean, this off season, we're going to dive into it, but like, we're just talking about all the teams, free agency signing. So I'm not going to dive into it right now. We, I promise you, we will at some point to dive into this <laughs> a little bit more, but um, I mean, if he plays, their team got better. Like that's what it comes down to. If we're talking pure football standpoint, not, not talking about, what it means as a human being right like whatever like yeah like they got better (laughs) um and amari cooper is going to be a stud uh donovan's people jones is gonna be great in there i mean shit man they should bring back jarvis (laughs) they should bring back jarvis at this point like see if they can get him cheap (laughs) and bring him back (laughs) like honest yeah that's actually a good idea (laughs) i don't like it but that's Cause is it just start? I need people to go to the NFC. Like get out of the AFC. Just go on, get out of here. Get. Yeah, that's where I'm at with the rest of these free agencies. NFC, NFC, NFC. Stay over there, please. But the Browns, I it's terrifying. I mean, the fact that even Brandon Chase Winovich. This is a guy who I think is going to be better than Jadavion Clowney was for you. I think it helps out your defense. He's going to be great opposite of Miles Garrett. 
this defense just needs to stay healthy. Their secondary, they've drafted it well. Again, they just they need to stay healthy. That's been their issue is defense has not been healthy and offense. You've been dealing with Baker Mayfield not being enough for you to be winning football games. You don't have to worry about that anymore with Deshaun Watson. You don't have to worry about receivers. I mean, you never really had to worry about your receivers the last couple of years because you had OBJ and Jarvis. But now you get Amari. You want him to stay healthy. I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's been a splash hit for him, the kid out of Michigan. It's crazy what a receiver can do when he actually has a quarterback that will throw him the football instead of having Shea Patterson throw it in the freaking second level of the stands on just a fade route. But I like what Cleveland has. It's going to be interesting next year. The only other thing that I worry about, though, is like, is it enough? And that might sound crazy because clearly it is. But competing in the AFC, do you have enough to be there throughout the entire season? Yes, I think they do, because I think a lot of people are not putting into account Kareem Hunt being out so much last year, too. That's a very solid point. Yeah, like what made them so great was the one two punch of Kareem Hunt and <clears throat> sorry, Nick Chubb. Like that was it. And they they missed time from both of them last year. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of threw them off. So I'm going to say, yes, it is. I think that this team is still very, very good. I mean, it's going to be amazing watching some of these teams make the playoffs with like eight wins. <laughs> it's probably going to be a lot of them, honestly. And let's move on to the Steelers. So we're not spending as much time here on some of these. Uh, you bring in Mitchell Trubisky as your quarterback. You re-signed Dwayne Haskins as well. With Mitchell Trubisky, it's one of those situations where it confused me on how he went to Buffalo becomes a free agent again, and everyone just goes, Mr. Trubisky's a good quarterback. It's like we completely forgot what happened in Chicago and how quickly things just fell apart. And I know some of it might be to blame on the head coach and the play calls and limiting him just getting to be athletic and do what Mitchell Trubisky does best and getting out of the pocket. That might play into it. But the fact that he goes to Buffalo, gets the year off, and then gets another opportunity in Pittsburgh. If he's not a first-round draft pick, we probably don't see it. But at least he has an opportunity. And I'm never going to doubt a guy for getting a second opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I know it just sounded like I did. But we'll definitely see what's going on in Pittsburgh because this is a team that's all they're missing. They're just missing a good quarterback away. Big Ben probably should have retired three years ago. We can all agree on that. He now has. It would have been interesting if Big Ben retired last year and they were going into last year's draft with those quarterbacks and probably what they could have landed. But at least you got to add Najee Harris and you have that at running back. Kid's clearly a stud. We'll see how they develop from here on out. But I think that's like the huge addition aside from Miles Jack on this team for Pittsburgh this offseason. Miles Jack. My boy. My boy. Um <laughs> Yeah, because yes, I, I named my my own child after Miles Jack. So um, <laughs> that's how much I like Miles Jack. Um, I will say Miles Jack is he hasn't been great. Like, I mean, like two years ago, he was real good. Like the problem is like at the start of his career, he was amazing. And it's because that defense was loaded where he could just be the athlete and just run around. And then like as that defense has fallen apart, so like he stayed there and like he's doing the best he could, but like he almost had to like be focused in on like worried about other people sometimes that like it made it so he didn't do his job sometimes. Um, yeah. He's gotten beat in the passing game a ton and he does frequently, honestly, um, which is like why well, I'm like, it kind of makes sense. I'm like, to me, I was like, 
man, Jags, you should have like kept him for one more year. Like you should yeah. have like that. That's my, up. like I'll, there was a ton of reports that like this was going to be his last year anyways. Cause like after his contract, like they basically could get out of it for free, basically starting next year. So I'll miss it. But what, what, why I brought up the whole, like he could use his athleticism early in his career. That's what this defense is. <laughs> like he literally can just run around. They have, Right, they have Bush, they have obviously the defensive player of the year and Watt. They have some amazing safeties of corners, you know. Like he's gonna be fun to watch. Like he's it's it's gonna be enjoyable. I I don't I never root for the Steelers, like I just don't like not because I dislike them, I just never root for him really. But mm-hmm. like now I'll be like, oh man, like good for Miles Jack. Like that <laughs> if somebody deserves some wins in his career, it's Miles Jack. Like what he's had to go through in his Jacksonville career, like he deserves it. So that's all. That's all I have to say about it. Do you miss him? Yeah, I, I already miss him. The game hasn't even happened. And I, yeah. <laughs> like, and again, like I think that his name value is more than like what his talent is right now. But again, like I yeah. think that a defense like this can like elevate that and make it make it better again. So, anyways, but yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Love that guy. Just, so, <laughs> just part of it. Let's move yeah. on to and the sorry, AFC's. Sorry. I'm oh. sorry. I, w- I had to walk away to shut my door. So I didn't hear it. Did you talk about James Daniels? Was James Daniels uh, I did thing? not know. Okay. I think that's a huge signing for them at guard. Like absolutely huge. Like I, th- like he was to me, I was like the number two guard in free agency. Well, son of a bitch. All right. So anyways, three year, 26.5 <laughs> million deal. Uh, like I think that was a steal for the steal steal for the Steelers say that 10 times fast yeah i was gonna say that confused me trying to say it in my head (laughs) (laughs) moving to the afc south though the houston texans uh you went and re-signed jeff driscoll you brought in kyle allen you signed royce freeman you signed andy jan uh that's nice chris conley at receiver you re-signed him kind of forgot he was on your team you got justin Britt, austin or aj can excuse me malik collins at defensive tackle Blake Cashman at linebacker, I'm okay with that. But, like, outside of that, it's just – you You also re-signed Desmond King. You brought him back. That's nice. Outside of that, though, like, I just – I don't know what there's to be excited about this team. And a lot of these guys – I know we talked about it with the Jets. You know, it's like you bring in just enough okay players to kind of provide depth and you build from there and you kind of at least have that range from – how did you word it? From 30 to 53 and you build your team that way. And then once you get stars, you build on it from there. Even looking at this, it's like you don't have any stars at all. Like you just have a bunch of like kind of low end players that might make plays or might splash here, but I don't think it's anything special. And Trace, if you think I'm wrong here, if there's someone that I'm not mentioning or giving enough recognition to with the Texans, please just let me know. Might help if I uh, can unmute myself, huh? Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, Texans are just going to be bad, but like, again, like I don't have a problem with a ton of these signings. I'm just like, sometimes you got to just go through these signings and just try to get your team. I do like the Desmond King one. I think that's probably my favorite one. Christian Kirksey is also solid. Um, But like, yeah, I mean, unsexy AJ can, I know obviously AJ can very well from him being in Jacksonville his whole career. I mean, he's solid when he's healthy, like he's fine. He's nothing great, nothing bad. And they have um, 11 picks in the draft, so plenty of opportunity picks. to make something happen. So, yep. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, good for them. Like, I, I mean, yep. 
they didn't they didn't make any splashes but like there's no like contracts and i'm like oh my goodness wow you just wasted a ton of money at least right like, yeah that's it's very like, true it, it's small contracts that they can get out of very quickly and you know just trying to kind of like the jets right just trying to get that second half of that roster you know a lot better so anyways so yeah good signings there moving on into the colts matt ryan wowzer huge trade there uh only getting him for only having to give up a third round pick after trading away <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz and getting more for that. I mean, shit, man. Like the Jaguars got a fourth rounder for Nick Foles a couple years ago, and yeah. you're only giving up a third. Like, and I know the Falcons are saying they're doing it for you know being right by Matt Ryan, but I'm like, shit, man. It's a still should sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like you still should have got more than that. So um, huge thing for them. Like I like. You might as well just mark it right now. When the con- or when the schedule comes out in a couple of weeks, it is going to be Colts versus Titans week 18 of the season. And I'll tell you right now, it's going to be the Sunday night game because the winner of that wins the AFC South. Like, let's just book it right now. <laughs> That's it. Plain and I do think the Colts, I mean, even bring it, like even making the trade for Yannick Ngakwe. I love that. Solid, solid trade. Yep. Like, now you got rid of Rocky Sin. That hurt. Huge loss. He played but so well last year. Replace so well. that in the draft. And I think you probably can this year because your general manager, pretty good at drafting. I'm just trying to figure out. They don't even have a first round there. I'm trying to figure out where they're at actually in the draft in terms of picks. But Chris Ballard has been exceptional at getting defensive players in the later round of the draft and almost having them hit and be studs immediately on their defense. So definitely something to keep an eye on there with, with the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts. Very excited for them and their future. Hopefully this is a quarterback that works out for you. Your second try with a quarterback at number two. I feel like this has been the year for twos. We had February 22nd, 2022. You had two straight across the board. 222 Washington came out and announced their new team, the Washington Commanders. And then they go and get the number two from, Wash- or from Indianapolis. And Indianapolis replaces that two with another two. There's a whole bunch of twos there. But it's an exciting time to be too if you're in Indianapolis here. Like I said, already explained that. Now, Jacksonville. Uh, well, thanks to them, they went ahead and reset the fucking wide receiver market. So that's first F bomb of the show. Can't believe we made it this far with it. What are your thoughts, dude? I mean, you went and signed Christian Kirk for $21 million a year and just messed up the rest of the NFL. Like, this is legitimately your guys' fault. It's your so he, fault and why Devontae Adams is on another team. It's your fault why Tyreek Hill is on another team. And it's your fault receivers are getting paid quarterback money. And we're now going to have to redo the whole fact of, ooh, the salary cap's going up. Awesome. Now everyone's getting paid $20, 25000000 million. Yeah, good Love for it for all the that. players. Hate it for my favorite team. Yeah. So let's make sure we're clear here that, like, he's not actually getting paid $21 million a year. <laughs> like... If you look at the contract, it's just not that. <laughs> so um, let's just make sure. Pretty much getting $37 million. So, yeah. Um, because, like, his his base salary um, this year is $1.5 million. <laughs> um, so given with the with the bonus and all, that ends up being about $7.5 million, And then next year, $15.5 million, And then they actually have an out after two years. And then it would just be a $10 million cap hit for one year. So, um, they literally could be, and then the year after that, it's a $5 million cap hit. So 
realistically, they could get out of this contract very, very easily. So, I mean, hey, I don't like Trent Balky just like the rest of Jacksonville. But like that contract, <laughs> honestly, is kind of nice. Like it made it seem like the money was a lot bigger than what it actually was. Um, so, I mean, and wonder what, if he sticks around and does it, that means he fucking earned it. <laughs> like that means he earned it. So like, I'm good with it. Do I think it is it? Yeah, sure. Is it still overpaying? Yes, but it's not as much as what other people, like what people think it's going to be. Um, they still need a, like a true number one X wide receiver. Like, and they're going to do it in the draft. Um, they're going to do it at pick 33, whatever wide receiver happens to fall out of the first round, he will be pick 33. It's plain and simple. Like, honestly, I think that it's, I shouldn't say that because they're obviously going to take a mo- They're going to be taking Hutchinson at one. And then at 33, I could see it being a wide receiver, but I also could see it being, they still need a guard, but they probably will wait till the third round. They have two third rounders. So they'll probably wait for a third down there, but they desperately need a linebacker now because of the miles Jack thing. So I could see 33 being either a wide receiver or a linebacker. Please, for the love of God, Devin Lloyd, fall out of the first round. Please, for the love of God. Um, he kind of has been lately, hasn't he? He has. He has, yeah. So, I would honestly, I'd love it. So, anyways, um, so people ask me all the time, like, what do you think about the Christian Kirk deal? I honestly don't mind it whatsoever. Like, and honestly, I like it because he's 25 speedster. Like, we're not paying a 30, 29-year-old, right? Yeah, like, that's he's 25. True. Like, I do like that. Is he worth? Is he worth that type of money? No, but like – it's Jacksonville. You have to like, we have to overpay for everybody all the time. And like, that's fine. Like to me, that's fine. The J the Zay Jones ones, the one that kind of bothers me, like three year, 24 million. They basically can get out of that after two years and for zero cap hit after two years. So like, it is what it is there, but like still I'm like, he's more athletic than what the Jags had at defense. Like we've been talking about like them and other teams improving that bottom half of the roster. That's kind of what Zay Jones is, but again, you're overpaying for it. Like, yeah, don't, don't love it. They brought back Laquan Treadwell. Treadwell actually Ooh. stepped up at the end of the year. So like, I'm fine with it. Um, And it actually reports are that him and uh, Trevor Lawrence are like best friends right now. Like, so like really? you, you, you bring back your quarterback's best get your best friend. Like yeah, that's no just joke. a simple thing. So good with that. Evan Ingram pumped. I can't say that enough pumped for that. Sign. What? Dude, look at what Doug Peterson does with tight ends. Oh, solid look what point. Doug solid Peterson point. does with tight ends. Solid like, point. Do you think so you'd love- take a tight end this year? Um, they'll take one in the draft because that like they've lost, they lost a couple. So they will take one, but fourth, fifth rounder. I mean, we have like yeah. four, sixth rounders. Like I could see them trying oh, to damn. like hire or move some of those up to try to move up into like the fifth round and stuff like that. So yeah. Um, franchise tagging Cam Robinson was not like I've said on this podcast, like he's not as bad as what people think he is either <laughs> like on Twitter. Um, but like with it being the second time in a row, don't, Really love that. They are trying to get a deal done that will open up more cap space by like lowering his, you know, getting a long-term deal. Um, so like it is what it is there. Still don't really love it because I really wanted like Evan Neal at one. Like that was kind of like what I really wanted. And that kind of like takes that away. Um, Brandon Did, Sheriff. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> there's no way like they still go possibly Evan Neal or Quano at one, right? They could, like, could absolutely. They- Move especially if they wanted like Quano at, yeah, especially if they wanted Quano at, like guard, like they easily could. And then like be like, hey, you're playing guard year one. And then like you could move to left tackle if we don't get something done with Cam Robinson, like in year two. But they I still also think still that's have Walker a possibility. 
They still have Walker Little too. That I like that. That's my hard part right now. Is, and again, it's super small sample size. It's about like two or three games at the end of the year with Walker Little, but he played good in those, well in those games, right? Like, mm-hmm. but like you can't move him to right tackle, guys. Like you, like he's not a guy that can just like move over to right tackle. And like they desperately need a right tackle. Like they do. Like Taylor sucks. Like the kid from Florida, he's so bad. Like he's just awful. So then, what is their plan? Because Cam Robinson's a left tackle, right? Yeah, like legit. A lot of people are thinking that it's going to be them trying to move Walker Little to the right side and let Cam Robinson play left. And it's it's Taylor and Walker, Walker fighting in training camp for right tackle. Jesus, which I don't love. Yeah. So anyway, so I honestly thought they were going to make more offensive line signings in free agency, and they, they I mean. They brought in Brandon Sheriff, who's huge. Like, I mean, if you massive. get Collins, there's no worries at all. Exactly why I thought they were going to trade for him. Like, give up. I mean, again, you have three. It ended up being three. Sorry, I said four earlier. Three six-rounders. Give them all three of them. Who gives a shit? Like, like honestly. Like, and you can take on that contract. Like, mm-hmm. you still can. Like, with where they're at on money. Like, still could have. So, anyways. But Brandon Sheriff's going to be huge for them there uh tyler shatley's a stud like oh they get they get offered a trade for him legit like two or three times a year like reports of like teams offering trades for him like he's like the ultimate like think of the ultimate sixth man of offensive linemen like that's what shatley is and like the jags have had so many injuries that he's played he's played guard center and tackle in his career like Jesus. he just can do it all. Like he's he's really good. So I think that was a huge signing for them. Um obviously like uh, signing Olicon at, at lineman at linebacker. I said lineman at linebacker, like huge. Obviously, led the NFL in tackles this year. Uh, like just a stud. Like loved that signing again. Would have loved it more if they had Miles Jack with him. Um, <laughs> Dar- Darius Williams, huge signing. He he was a little bit of a disappointment last year for the for the Rams. Um, two years ago is when he like really stepped up. Um, but still. He took a discount. Other teams offered him more money, but he's from Jacksonville and he wanted to come home to Jacksonville. So I thought that was awesome. So I love where the Jags are at on actually on their DBs. Like I actually think they're in pretty good shape. Um, So again, I think they improved their roster. Did they overpay on some guys? Yes, they absolutely did. Um, But if they can, if they can still find a way to get a linebacker, one or two offensive linemen and another wide receiver in this draft, I'll say that it was a success for year one of the Doug Peterson, yep. like free agency and offseason. Yep. I got you. Let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. Now a big acquisition that they had was the trade for Robert Woods. Uh, they did release Julio Jones. So it is going to be interesting to see what this receiver room looks like next year. If they possibly go get a receiver in the draft as well, but they did sign Austin Hooper to a one-year deal. I think that helps out at tight end that helps them moving forward. Resigning Ben Jones at center is always good. Harold Landry, you signed him to a huge deal. Um, Five-year, $87 million extension with 52 of it being guaranteed. You love to see that if you're a Tennessee Titans fan. You've locked him in. Now you just got to go hit on your draft picks. You have to continue to build this team defensively and offensively through the draft and bring in those key additions. I do wonder if this is a team that might be in the mix for a quarterback and we're just not hearing anything about it and they're wanting to be like a year or two early on it. Or if they're like, we're not even going to waste a pick on a quarterback. Forget that with this class. I'm not saying in the first round. I'm thinking like maybe second or third, just kind of maybe grab a guy and see what happens, like a Desmond Ritter if he's sitting there for you. Um, 
But I do like what Tennessee has. Again, this is a team that number one in the AFC last year. We can sit here and overlook them. We can say, fuck the Titans. The Titans go, yep, fuck you guys too. We got big swords. We're not scared to swing them. We're here, and we're not going anywhere. So love the Titans and kind of what they've done this offseason. I know it's not a lot compared to everyone else, but it's still a good offseason for them. Yeah, because, again, their team very much like the Rams – or, sorry, with like the Ravens – is damn good, and people just don't really realize it because they had so many injuries last year. They were still were the number one seed last year. <laughs> so, yeah. and honestly, can probably be the number one seed this year because the AFC South stinks. So, um, stinks. So, yeah, but honestly, I, I think this, I think the signings are great for them. So, all right, <clears throat> let's move on to the last AFC division and the last division for today's episode. We'll do NFC next week. Um, where do we start? I guess we're going to start with the Denver Broncos. Let's do so, it. Uh, Kawan Williams, cornerback from the Niners. Great little signing there. Alex Singleton, linebacker, one-year deal, super cheap, $1.1 million, um, from the Eagles, which was great. They got DJ Jones, which is great. The Randy Gregory story is just phenomenal. Just yes. fascinating if you if you dive into that about like how they how you know the Cowboys treated Gregory that was just amazing, and then I mean let's just jump right into the big one which is Russell Wilson coming over from the Seahawks. I mean what was it Russell Wilson and a fourth rounder for two first rounders, two second rounders, and a fifth rounder Drew mm-hmm. Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris like. Wow, that's a lot. Like, and yeah. yet they still got to keep all their wide receivers, though. One hundred, and I think that's why Denver wins this trade. Yeah, you moved on from Noah Fant. That's tough, but let's be honest, hasn't really lived up to the hype that we thought he Albert would O's be. Better. I mean, Albert O's better. One hundred percent. One, and the other thing we got to remember with Russell Wilson, he doesn't care who the fuck the tight end is. He's not throwing to him anyways. You're gonna get a moon ball to one of your receivers downfield. It's gonna be put in there perfectly, and you're gonna score tutties. What, what tight end has he had where it's like, man, like, look out. They've tried. It's just he doesn't like – he doesn't go to the tight end. He goes to his guys. He goes to the receivers. Oh, and you still have a good running back, and you have an offensive line that you built, and you also bring in Billy Turner. I like what Denver did this offseason. They were a team that was like Tampa Buccaneers two years ago when they got Tom Brady where everything else was good but the quarterback. And I was like, eh, I don't necessarily know. No, the Denver Broncos are fucking good, and they're probably going to win the AFC West. There's a pot. There's a massive possibility. You can say it with any team in the AFC West right now, but the Denver Broncos are the team that I'm honestly the most worried about. The Chargers, they're going to Charger. The Raiders, they're going to Raider. Kansas City, we know is going to be good, but Denver is that team that's been right there on the brink of it and just haven't been quite able to get over the hump. If I had to pick an AFC West team today, I would probably pick the Denver Broncos over my Chiefs fandom. Dead serious. Yeah, I could see that as well. I, I really like. I've been talking to a lot of people about like who's the best AFC team and um, Dan included actually. Um, and I'm like, it's hard. I, I really want to see the draft. Like I, I think that that like, there's so many teams that are like very similar that like, I think the draft is going to be a big thing for them. So yeah, I mean, this team's going to be amazing. Like it's going to be really, really good. Um, Cortland Sutton's going to be his guy. Um, a month or so ago, I talked about how, um, it wasn't a month ago. It was a couple of weeks ago. Um, but um, Jerry Judy was going to be Russell Wilson's just go-to guy, very much like a Doug Baldwin there. Um, but I do think that Sutton is going to have just some huge stats there. 
Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be fascinating to watch. And as long as they don't resign um, Melvin Ingram, no, not Melvin Ingram. That's a defensive end. Who am I thinking of? Gordon. Melvin. Yes. Gordon. Melvin there, Gordon. We go. there, we go. there we go. There we go. Yep. Wrong Melvin. <laughs> Melvin Gordon. Uh, Williams is going to just go off this year. Like he is going to be huge. Like he's going to get so many dump offs and he's just going to be like, they're not going to be able to load the box because it's Russell Wilson. And yep. it's just going to, it's going to be amazing. So um, yeah, this team, this team. Yeah. You could argue that they have had the most improvement out of any team in the, especially in the AFC. Um, there's another team in here that I think it can probably go in that category as well, but um, okay. Let's move on to, I'm going to hurry and do the Raiders before we, I let you dive into the chiefs. I'm going to let you dive into it and then I'll have my comments. So Raiders, they get uh, Abdullah, they get Bolden gra- grabbing some depth there. The huge thing, obviously Devonte Adams trading just a f- one first and one second, which I thought was pretty cheap. Obviously a lot of that yeah. has to go into the factor of they're also giving him a $141 million contract, um, just over 28 million a year. Um, great. I mean, honestly, a great deal. I mean, how many times last season did I say that the Jags should trade number pick number one for him and then oh, give you... him and then give him a hundred million dollar contract? I, I literally said that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, great. I mean, great deal for them. Demarcus Robinson, nice little signing there. Um, Hollister giving Max Crosby a hundred million dollar extension, signing Jalen uh, J- Chandler Jones. Obviously, they did trade away in Gakwe, but like Chandler Jones there. I mean. I, I like Jay and Brown from the from the Titans that they just signed recently. Obviously, they got Rocky Sin that we talked about earlier in the Yannick trade. I mean, this team is just, I mean, good for McDaniels, man. Like, he, him and that GM have come in, and they have, like, set the tone, and they're not satisfied with being, you know, the underdog in this division. And I know they took second in the division, made the playoffs last year. And a lot of people still thought they were like the third or fourth best team. Like they're making sure that that's not the case this year. Like they're doing whatever they can. So I, this AFC West is much, must watch TV. And I think it's just (laughs) going to be amazing. Like I I love what they did. i love what the Raiders did. Plain and simple. Yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. And the fact that, you know, you signed Max Crosby to a big deal. You get Chandler Jones as well. You have Vernon Butler also on your defensive line. That's a sneaky good pick for them to just kind of eat up space. You the trade for Rocky Sin as well. I, I just they hit on everything. Now, my only point that I have here with the Raiders is still not scared of your secondary, still not worried about your linebackers. Now, granted, you can go get that in the draft, but what you've done for your offense and what you've done for your pass rush is exceptional, and it's something that you're going to have to respect. And the Raiders have been in so many games this last year. Fuck, they made the playoffs. We saw that. You know what I mean? They took care of business. They beat the Chargers to get in. This this made them better. I still want to see them attack their secondary and get better there in the draft, and hopefully they can. And before we get to Kansas City, I'm just going to go ahead and do the Chargers. You signed Mike Williams to a massive deal. You went and got Khalil Mack. I think is huge. You signed J.C. Jackson to a massive deal. Your secondary is absolutely terrifying. If the secondary for the Chargers was matched up with the pass rush of the Raiders, I'd be terrified. I would have picked them to win the AFC West, to be completely honest with you. The thing with the Chargers that worries me is that you paid Mike Williams as big of a deal is that that last year was the contract year, and that was the only year that I thought he had exceptional success. Everything else was kind of mediocre, dealing with injuries. It wasn't really – it didn't feel like he was necessarily present or something that you had to worry about when they played him. So we'll see how that plays out for him. 
But Los Angeles, that pass rush, Khalil Mack matched up with Joey Bosa is going to be scary, and it's going to be fun to watch when they play other teams, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about the Mike Williams contract, though, another great job by a GM. It, it expires right when they have to pay uh, Justin Herbert. Oh, absolutely. That's perfect for them then. So now let's go ahead and just get into Kansas City. We know the news. You traded Tyree Kill. It was doom and gloom for a couple of days, but they're going to be fine. They just recently signed Ronald Jones. I don't think they're done in free agency. They went and signed Justin Reed as well to a good deal. That's a replacement for Honey Badger. It sucks, but it's fine. Frank Clark, the fact that you were able to restructure his deal and pretty much pay him the same amount as what the dead cap would have been if you cut him, I absolutely love it. Orlando Brown on a franchise tag may come earn that payday that he's most likely going to get. You go and sign Juju for a one-year deal, which he's definitely going to want his money. Let's see what he can do because, I mean, honestly, he's the number one receiver right now. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that's your speed guy. The dude doesn't drop the ball. If you're a Chiefs fan, you know Demarcus Robinson was a specialty at that, especially in the end zone and in the red zone. But between the 20-yard line and the middle of the field, kid was a stud. You get to the red zone, and he just collapsed. I like Valdez-Scantling. It gives them size that they've never had. And so that's why I also want them to get another big receiver in the draft because that changes the dynamic of what this Kansas City offense is. Big offensive line, big receivers. They're going to catch the ball, and they're just going to matriculate down the field. And then, oh, here's this like 5'7 running back who's dancing behind everybody. Where's he at? Past you. That's where he's at. So it is going to be exciting to see what Kansas City does this offseason. Speaking of running backs, they just signed Ronald Jones, too. I believe I just mentioned that. But I still think they're in the mix for getting Stephon Gilmore and James Bradbury in a trade from the New York Giants. Everyone's like, I oh, didn't do good last year. He didn't do good last year. Well, the Giants suck, guys. <laughs> like You could be the best secondary member in the world, and if your team's not getting any pass rush and you're trying to cover a guy for six seconds, it's just not going to happen. It's, it's not. So – I am wondering if they can make that happen. It would be exciting. It would make things a little bit easier heading into the draft as a Chiefs fan, knowing, okay, go get a receiver, go get a right tackle, and then get a corner in maybe the third or fourth round. But you have two picks in each of the first four rounds. Brett Veach is going to make moves. He's aggressive in the draft. Can't wait to see what they come out with. But I'm okay with what this offseason has been for Kansas City, even with the loss of Tyreek Hill. It's nothing sexy, but it's okay, and you're still right there at the top of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe, yeah. like, like, I, I still think that they're a very, very good team. And I'm not saying that they're like, not, I've, again, I've said it how many times on this episode, the AFC is just so stacked now that like, you could be like, shit, like, let's just say the Chiefs are like exactly what they were last year, even without Tyreek Hill, right? Like, is that good enough in the AFC anymore? I, <laughs> I could, argue, I could argue not, honestly, I really could. So um, it's going to be amazing. But when you have, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you're, you're going to be fine. Um. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to kind of just repeat everything you just said. I, I like the Juju signing. Um, MVS is solid. Um, I actually like the Ronald Jones signing quite a bit, honestly. Though, I mean, that means either McKinnon or Daryl Williams are not coming back. One of those two are not. It's probably it's probably going to be Daryl Williams, honestly. Which McKinnon... sucks because Williams had a career year last year. Yep, over a thousand yards. Yeah, so that's that's kind of a bummer, honestly. I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's been just sitting right there in the running back room anyways and still makes the most of his opportunities. So it's kind of one of those situations where we'll see. I mean, who knows with Ronald Jones? You know, he might take him into camp and be like, eh, actually, never mind. So totally for sure. And you can get out of that easily. With yeah, it's just $5 deal, million. So. Dollars, no big deal. Psh, pay me $5 yeah. million, Watch what I do with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to watch you and see what you do in five million dollars. So <laughs> um, all right, cool. That does it. AFC wrapped up. We will dive into the NFC next week. Hopefully we can get Dan on the episode as well. Um, and then we'll probably have another dynasty episode as well coming up soon. So, I mean, maybe even a two week episode next week. I don't know. Might get a little crazy. Who knows? Look Who out. knows? <laughs> Who knows? So, um, anyways, that was solid. We appreciate you all. And tonight, today, this afternoon, what is it? It's Saturday. So it's like, it's weird. And it's the afternoon. We usually were at night. So I can say tonight we've been talking football, but now it's not tonight. Now it's like this beautiful. How's the weather in Missouri? Sorry. I'm not even going to sign off yet. How's the weather? It's freaking beautiful right now. This last week was just real dark and gloomy and rainy. And so like having the Terry kill news in the middle of it, just added to it. And yeah. all you want is naps. And now it's just sunny and 60 degrees outside. You just catch me on the streets walking, dog. I just, I don't yeah. got nothing else to do. I'm going to go walk. I'm going to hit the yeah, streets. Totally. Dude, it's 85 here today. That must 85. be nice, actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually is. Um, so, anyways, we appreciate y'all. Today, we've been talking football.